So expecting what worked for you 20 years ago, in fact, expecting what worked for you five years ago, let alone 20 years ago, that's the first thing that we have to realize. So there's there's more competition now than ever. So that, that's the first thing to realize. And top of more competition, our audience are way more educated and they have more access to information. So they can get online and say, I've got out this, what should I do? And they're finding online sources of expertise. Mm -hmm. You know, the practitioner or the YouTube expert that's put themselves on there and instantaneously become an expert on sciatica, you know, gut biome, whatever it is. Welcome to the Marketing Your Practice podcast. We're leading a healthcare revolution by showing natural health and fitness experts how to become community influencers so they can build profitable, predictable, and enjoyable practices. And now your hosts, Angus Pike and Tony Rose. Good morning, afternoon, evening, whatever time it is for you in the day. Welcome to the Marketing Your Practice podcast. T, how are you? I'm great, mate. Beanie on today because it's, well, I feel like it's winter here. For those of you watching on the video, for those of you listening, you, this will mean nothing to you, but you do have a beanie on today. I do have a beanie on. The bald head gets a little cold. It's, uh, it's only 13 degrees here in Melbourne this morning. Well, it was 11, now it's 13, so I'm a bit uh, a bit chilly. A bit chilly, not so chilly that you have to put a jumper on, but uh, cold head. Hey, today we're gonna to talk about what does it take to succeed in practice in 2019? So I think there'll be two groups of people that this will be really important for. Mm. One, if you're thinking about setting up a new practice, right now you're a new grad, you've moved into a new area, um, then today's going to be really helpful. Or if you've been in practice for a long time and what's worked for you in the past isn't working, then we're going to talk all about you know how to succeed in 2019. If you're a complementary health, wellness, fitness expert, we're going to take you step by step through some strategies and then also we'll dive deep into some tactics as well. Mm. Sound fair? Sounds, sounds really fair. And I, want to, I guess for me, there's this the, the principle that we need to look at how our own lives are going and how our own lives have changed to set the framework, I guess, for what works in practice. In that, what are you guys doing now? Is you're listening to us on a podcast now? Podcast didn't exist yeah. 10, 15, 20 years ago. How did you consume your information? Well, it was just a lot harder, wasn't it? Yeah. You know, you'd go to a live seminar at best. You might have had to travel thousands of miles to get to said seminar mm. because there wasn't an expert where you are in the world, particularly here in Australia. It was hard yeah. to get content. Um, whereas now we are consuming content. We've got people inside our community influencer membership site, which is totally done online. Mm. You're consuming, I'm consuming podcasts on a daily basis. Yes. I still read books. Um, you know, I'm looking at online training courses. I'm looking at videos on YouTube. All this stuff mm. didn't occur very different when we when we yeah. graduated. And, and, and um, it's different. It is different. So, Life Chiropractic, where we're recording this at the moment, at the back of my practice. Twenty years ago, I set this practice up, and really in those days there. It wasn't much more complicated than hanging your shingle up and saying we're open for business. Now we, we did a bunch of marketing, but it was, certainly wasn't necessary. We we're talking with Lisa earlier on, you know, one of our coaching clients. She had the same experience here in Melbourne. Uh, you know, it would have been the same down in Geelong where you started your practice as as well. The big part of what allowed us to be successful in those days there was a simple business concept of supply and demand. So. If you think about now, if you're not a chiropractor, but you know, run this through your filter there. And you said, look, you know, I'm a chiropractor, and the vast majority of people that were coming into the scene might have been with some kind of musculoskeletal mm. concern. You know what? I wanted to deal with my shoulder, my neck, my head, my back was sore. We often talk about this. 
you know, 20 years ago, and that's not all that long, you know, what were my choices? So certainly here in Australia, it was like, okay, I could go to the chiropractor. I knew that's kind of what chiropractic did. I could go to what we call the physiotherapist here in Australia or physical therapist, perhaps over in the States, those kind of things there too. Uh, maybe I could go to the GP, my general practitioner. You went along to them if you just wanted some drugs. Um, I could do nothing. Maybe get a massage, but that, that's, that mm. was really, they're my big choices. That was about it. You know, so I was kind of one of five choices now. And if we look at what I'm competing with nowadays in my community, let's go through them. Like, oh, across the road, yoga, yes. Pilates, yes. Bare, yes. Thai massage, Chinese massage, yes. Podiatrist, myotherapist, yes. Massage therapist, personal uh, trainer, personal trainer, exercise physiologist around the corner, the gym down the road, that Kaiser gym, which Ka- is yeah, 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 focus yeah. specifically. Is it Kaiser? It is something like that. Phys- you know, a physiotherapy based rehab uh, thing. Yes. Uh, it, Endless. Yes. And then multiple different kinds of uh, yoga and stuff too. Pilates, did we say that? Pilates, yeah. No, yeah. So there's all of these different choices that people now have. So that alone... And then abundance, I think, is the thing. Is like within 200 metres of this place are all those people. And I reckon when we graduated two 20 years ago, there was less than 4,000 chiropractors. In fact, I think that was probably closer. It was two and a half. Yeah, yeah, I was going to say closer. Two and a half. So there's even more chiropractors now as well. So expecting what worked for you 20 years ago, in fact, expecting what worked for you five years ago, let alone 20 years ago, that's the first thing that we have to realize. So there's, there's more competition now than ever. So that, that's the first thing to realize. And on top of more competition, our audience are way more educated and they have yeah. more access to information. So they can get online and say, I've got a, this, what should I do? And they're finding online sources of expertise. Mm-hmm. You know, the practitioner or the YouTube expert that's put themselves on there and instantaneously become an expert on sciatica, you know, gut biome, whatever it is. You know, they're taking advice from that person. So that's that's factor number two. And then the third factor that's well, so is that people are just so much more skeptical. Mm. You know, almost because of that other reason as yes. well is that we've become inundated. The amount of messages that we're getting day in day out means that our filter. We've put this extra filter on, mm. uh, you know, our crap detectors are, you know, on, on big time. Yeah. You know, trying to filter out what's true, what's not true, who's having us on, who's not having us on, all that stuff is going on. And it's going on millisecond after millisecond as we're thumbing through whatever it is we're thumbing through. Uh, people are just super skeptical about mm. messages nowadays. I want, I've heard it said before, there's more information than ever, but perhaps less wisdom. That's a good point. You know, and that'll cut into what we're going to talk about as far as solutions go. It's, it's not a lack of information that's out there anymore. In fact, almost anything that you want to learn how to do from build a rocket to build a car to market your chiropractic practice, naturopathic practice, is available for free. We're mm. a perfect example. We're sharing this now for you for free. We're giving you, hopefully, not just information but wisdom as well typically what so many people when they start to think a little bit about their practice they go okay well, and what we see so many businesses do nowadays is the way they compete is on price mm-hmm. you know I, I'm, I'm going to be so we see Amazon being enormously successful um, you know we see Uber and Airbnb they offer lots of things but one of the big things they offer is a more cost-effective solution now that works in some areas but there, it, inevit- it inevitably becomes a race to the bottom, which means 
when you win, you actually lose because you know, okay, my why should I come and see you? Well, my visits are less than yours. You know, instead of an adjustment being 60 bucks, we're 55 and then 54 and then 45. And then it gets to the stage where it's just not profitable. So the, you know, the first thing I, you know, I wanna really make a point of here is don't play that game. There's no winner in a race towards the bottom when you're trying to compete on price alone, unless you're playing a commodity game where there's massive numbers. Mm. You know, you're selling milk, bread, you know, your Amazon, because there'll always be someone bigger that can come along that can compete more on you. So really it comes back to this concept of, of, of this. If you are to succeed in 2019, what I want you to understand is there is a direct relationship between the success of your practice and the amount of people who know, like, and trust you. Yeah. So that's the game we're playing. More people knowing, liking, and trusting. In essence, the rest of this podcast, mm. we're going to talk about strategies and tactics and overall ways to get more people knowing, liking, and trusting you so your phone is ringing and there's good, high-quality people who want to come in and see you and work with you the way you want to work with people. So yeah. Having a practice full of people that you love looking after. Yeah. So what's your thoughts? Well, I think there's, I mean, there's so many different strategies, isn't there, that we, mm. could, that we could go through. But I think, you know, if we look at those things, you know, knowing, liking, trusting, and we look at what a lot of, some people are doing at the moment, which is the, you know, the ad style kind of, and it might get people knowing you, you know, coming for a half price consultation, et cetera, mm. but it does nothing for the like or trust. Yes. Because, you know, they, they, they know you exist. Yes. But that is it. What we want to do is have some strategies. And it's not just having one strategy, it's having... And a, 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 a smorgasbord of strategy, you know, playing mm. into our practice multiplier of being everywhere. Mm. Um, having that, we want them to know that we're here and that we're open for business, but mm. we want them to like us and we want them to trust us. Yeah, I like the multiple strategy thing, and that's something that Alan Dib says, who we've interviewed before, and he's the guy that wrote the one-page marketing plan. Great, great guy. Go back and check out the latest, the and, last episode. And he, because for so many of us, our strategy grow our practice is all on internal referrals. Which, if you've got an existing patient base, there's some logic inside that. We love internal referrals. They are a great reflection of whether you're doing a great job or not. But Alan has this paragraph in his book where he says, internal referrals are like a free lunch. And if your entire strategy of feeding your family is finding free lunches, they're going to be hungry. So if your strategy for building your practice is all on internal referrals only, your chances of being successful are minimized. Now, it's not, because we, we say this too, lots of people say, oh, well, I built my whole practice on internal referrals. I go, yeah, 20 years ago you did. Or, you know, you like the practice, Tony occasionally goes and works at a practice in um, Broken Hill. Mm -hmm. Like you're the only chiropractor Only chiropractor in town. <laughs> yeah, so, you know, they, they don't need to be doing a lot of marketing when that's the case. They're doing a good job. They've got practice multiply number one. They're good at what they yeah. do. There's no other choice. So in that situation, it's like you're back 20 years ago because mm. there's not massage therapists, there's not other chiropractors, there's not a Pilates or a Chinese you know, massage place on every second mm. corner there too. So be careful with that. We're not, what we're not saying is we're not saying that internal referrals aren't important. They are. And if you're not getting them, then it is a reflection that you're probably not doing a great job. But don't, don't have your whole practice be based on internal referrals. And it is what you're saying, is that every time you're reaching out into your community, are you fulfilling those three needs of knowing, liking, and trusting? And it's neat, I like the way you put it, I've not thought of it from that point of view. If you put an ad in there that just says this, you know, 50% off your next visit, you know, come and get your blood work done, all that kind of stuff there too. How is, how is that having people like and trust you? 
you know, they become known and, and it should be maybe part of your strategy. Well, and, I, and I think this leads on to, to, to what we want to get into with this discussion is that that ad gets, they, they know about the practice, your mm. business name, but do they know even you mm. as a person? And I'd yeah. argue, well, probably not. Yeah. You know, so if they don't know you as a person, and this comes into that kind of brand you message yeah. and, and personal brand, which is where Angus and I think that the practice of the future or the practice of now should yeah. be built on, is they don't know you. Yeah. They know the business, and that's a very different thing. Level of that, you know, when I say, I, I, you know, here's a word, a community celebrity. You know, that's, uh, that's what you want to see yourself as becoming a community-based celebrity, which is what Gary experienced that time before he started yeah. his practice there too. You know, put a video out on the Monday, Tuesday morning, went in to buy a coffee. You know, the person on the other side said, hey, I saw your video yesterday, that was ace. Walked outside, walked down the street, had another stranger come up to him saying, the same thing. Now what Gary is doing there is differentiating himself. He's adding value and he's getting more people to know, like, mm. and trust him. Now this can be a bit of a challenge in that what this didn't mean is that those two people didn't make appointments with Gary right away. Yet. Yet is a good word. And we need to, in the same way, building a practice is the same way us as complementary health practitioners, one of the reasons we love working with you guys is that we have a similar view on health. You know, health is a process. It's not an event. It takes time. It's something, and you never get there. You know, I can't do all my great eating and my great exercise on Monday and then have Tuesday through Sunday off. You know, I'm going to do it today and I'm going to do it tomorrow. And, and when we have our patients come to us and they say, man, I just want health results now, is the same as you coming to us and saying, I just want new patients now. It's like, no, we're not going to play that game with you in the same way we're not going to play that game with our patients. It's just for you to really, if you want to numb the pain, head down to the local doctor and get the best drugs you can. If you want to get healthy, then work with us. They're different. They take different time frames um, as well. If you want to have a thriving practice, if you want to become a community celebrity, then you need to put in these steps that we're mm. talking about, about too. So, so I think the, I think I think the big the biggest one and the best one to have people knowing like just do is video. Yeah. You know, like we're doing now. If you're listening to this on the audio, there's a video version. You can see me and my beanie. You can see us how we interact. You can get such a better view or, or, or idea of who we are as human beings mm. um, better through the video than you can through just the audio, mm. which you'll get our internet intonations and yes. tonality and yeah. expression that's what it, but the video does give you a whole lot more so yeah. we are massive fans and it, it, it's it's quite funny because we've been talking about this for years right yes. video and we've always been saying you know it's it's gonna be it's got it is it's now it is and and if you're not doing video in your practice to have more people know like and trust you you're gonna be left behind yeah um because person down the road will and there's this phase, we, we, um, we interviewed um, uh, Lisa Smitch, got it right? Smitch, yep. Rhymes with itch. Um, <laughs> gorgeous gal. And we, we're talking about her journey through, you know, her goal in practice is to remove herself from the practice, you know, so she can become a bit independent from it, take some long holidays. She's been in practice like, you know, a little bit longer than I've been 30 years. She was, went through this stage, and I can remember talking with Lisa in the early days, because when we talk with people about video, one of the challenges they go through is, oh my God, what am I gonna make my videos about? Once you get it, once you know that what your videos are really about is just this, and Tony was the one that puts it beautifully, just be cool and helpful. When you get into the mind frame of being cool and helpful, Lisa's now at this stage now where she has too much content. 
you know, and she did a great thing because getting people to know, like, and trust you. Uh, she had a bunch of their patients telling her about a local shoe shop where they hand make these shoes. So she went down, had a look. They were great. Met the gal. She's really quite um, active on social media. And then Lisa went, you know what? I'm going to ring her up. So she rang her up. She said, how about we do a video together? A and live video. A live video yeah. of which this woman said, heck yeah. So she went down there and they, they did a video that went through five things that you should be looking for in buying a shoe. Um, it helped to educate Lisa's audience about caring for a frame. Lisa's a chiropractor. This woman loved it because there was more people you know, that were finding out about her shoes. You know, she's meeting one of her patients is a professional golfer. She's gonna talk with his coach. She, so all of this content that she's putting out there that's positioning Lisa as uh, somebody that brings together the right people. She, you know, she's the Oprah, knows the people to interview, and in the process is building authority as she's going mm. along. So, absolutely killer, killer strategy there. Two in one is that community outreach. Who in your area mm. are you not meeting? That could be a great way of you uh, becoming and showing your expertise. Yeah, because it's that awkwardness of your. All right, I, I, I want to go meet some people in my community but like what's my angle like yeah. uh, i just want to come in hi i'm angus i'm the local chiropractor you know we've opened up down the road and here's some business cards if you you know it just it doesn't feel good it, it the reason that we don't like doing it is it is a bit it's all about me for starters mm. and that doesn't work there and lisa's flipped that around she's gone to school she said you know what why don't we do a video i'll do it all like live i'll organize it there too i'd love to share it with my audience and you know we're boosted out into the community and all of a sudden you know, the, it's a joint venture. It's a joint venture. It's the, the in this case, the shoe lady is, it's clearly what's in it for her. Mark, we interviewed Mark Wade, he put it beautifully, a collaborative marketing yes. uh, exercise, or, or yes. I can't remember the exact wording, but yeah. it was, yeah, it becomes a collaborative marketing yeah. exercise. So instead of, because the, the, the two frameworks that we want people knowing, liking and trusting us, we spend a lot of time talking about how to do it in the online world. And I, you know, I don't think we, spend enough time talking about how to do it in the offline world like Lisa's mixed those two so beautifully which is what you should be doing but if you went down to the local gym for instance and instead of saying here's my business cards if you said hey listen I've, I've got an audience as well even if it's just a small one that's your mum and dad at this stage here too hey listen can I video your gym manager talking about what's great about your gym who your gym is good for um, can we do a little bit of a tour around there or even or yes and one that would be even better hey I'm doing a series on low back pain at the moment. Mm. Could I do a live video with you showing me your favorite exercises for yeah. people suffering lower back pain? Yeah. And then the next month it could be neck pain. The next yeah. month it could be whatever. Yeah. Um, get them showing their expertise. Yeah. That avenue, watch how many doors will open to, and it evokes the law of reciprocity. Mm. You know, Cialdini's book, Influence, talks about that. We can't help but want to do something nice to somebody who's done something nice to us. There is a level of psychic debt that we have. Now, don't do that just to be sleazy. I think the intent yeah. is behind it. But if you go out there, really with the, thing, uh, the goal of that, uh, I really do like that collaborative marketing uh, you brought up to that Mark shared with us too. If that's your approach, that you're going around and you are building, knowing, liking, and trusting in those avenues by perhaps shining a light on other people's business. But if you're the common denominator that's there all the time, then that's that's that real farming approach as opposed to hunting. We get the kill once, but then it's gone. Mm. As opposed to when we farm, you know, there's reproducibility. It's the long game that we're playing. Um, Absolutely. 
as uh, well. Absolutely killer, 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 killer. So what else could we get into? I mean, we, we could then, could we repurpose that and, and say, okay, well now we've got these videos mm. that we're doing with other people in the community and that we're doing in our own practice. We could repurpose that. We could rip the audio off that and mm. have that as a, a podcast series yeah. or an audio download. Or, yeah. You know, there's um, lots of different ways that we can use the same content. We could have that content uh, edited, transcribed, yes. and have it as a blog post, um, which is going to be more content on your site, on your website. There's, there's so many things we can do with that same information over and over and over again, again, being everywhere. Yes. We can have that. We're on, we've got a YouTube video. We've got a Facebook Live video. We've got it as a blog post. We've got it as a podcast, whether it as a, as a, as a, as a, as a an ongoing podcast or as a series. Uh, and all of a sudden, it's like, oh, hang on, this Tony guy's everywhere. Mm. Yeah. And I think, because I, I think one of the things that needs to happen with this modern day practice too, is that you need to have a virtual team of supporters. Because long term, we don't want you doing the graphic design, uh, shooting and editing the videos, posting the videos, all those kind of things there too. Now some of that can and absolutely should be done by your support staff, i.e. you know, your chiropractic assistant, your front desk, your receptionist, those kind of things. Particularly, you know, for many of you, my front desk staff here are a good 20 years younger than me, are way more savvy than that. You know, handle it off to them at their 15 to 25 bucks an hour to be doing that. And on top of that too, you should have some virtual staff helping you with this as, as well. You know, head on over to sites like Fiverr. Um, you know, you could, if you want to get somebody more full-time and maybe you want to do this, if you've got a, a three practices, says, you know what, we can probably afford to get a social media manager that runs the three of our practices. Let's have a head over to you know, onlinejobs.ph, the Philippines site there. Um, we could have somebody doing that for probably less than $1,000. In fact, what were we paying? Mackie was uh, about 800 Aussie. Mm. Ah, so <laughs> let's say it is that, because it certainly won't be any more than that too. So for less than 10 grand a year, um, multiply, divide that by three offices, and then all of a sudden you've got a full-time staff mm. person. And to be honest, even between three practices, you don't need a full-time staff yeah. person. But I think it's important for you to be thinking, I've got to invest in this. You know, I'm putting a little bit of money, and perhaps we'll jump into in a moment paid advertising. But have that staff person doing this thing for you, because once you're doing this, this is going to have you busy looking after patients. You're not going to be out mm. of time, unless you're super unless passionate. you're passionate about that. You know, yeah. if you if you just love doing this stuff, by all means, keep doing it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. The next thing you know, I touched on it, so we'll go on that same point. Is that you you need to be investing in paid advertising. You know, you, you won't find a successful company, you know, from Apple to Nike to, you find it there too, that is not investing in paying for its advertising. And yet somehow we think as small businesses mm. that we can get away without doing it. The reason small businesses don't become medium-sized businesses, don't become large businesses, is we're not treating them like proper businesses, where we're not putting our money oh, but we're but, but we're different. Yeah. Yes. No, we are. We're different. I'm a chiropractor. I'm different. They're different because you we have these actually... bullshit stories that we tell ourselves. Yeah. Um, we are business owners. Yeah. And don't it, 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 one of the I get it because you've probably had people giving you budgets for this that are a thousand dollars a month, and that might be a lot to begin with there too. So let me take the weight off your shoulders. Just start with a dollar a day, thirty dollars a month. You can be getting your message in front of, depending on the competition, anywhere between kind of 50 and 500 extra people per day for a dollar. Mm. So, you know, if you, what would you pay if you had a great message that, for instance, you know, hey, Angus here from Life Chiropractic, I 
got a great question this morning about you know the most you know the best sleeping postures particularly if you're having neck problems and what pillow to choose so i'm gonna shoot a live video well that's what i'm doing now and then you went through and showed them how to what pillow to choose um and then how to sleep now what would you pay to get an audience for you of 50 or you know, in the case for the week maybe 350 to 5,000 people you could do that for seven bucks and i love what you say that if if a dollar a day sounds a lot to you, then you should be spending two dollars a yeah. day. Yes, because <laughs> your practice obviously needs more. Yeah. Um, so these little things done consistently. Remember, like we talked about, someone's health is poor beforehand. More often, the thing that's going to get them with greater levels of health quickly is consistent little steps, rather than overwhelming them. Um, you know, you can't mm. get somebody straight into crazy CrossFit exercise. They need to work their way up into it, um, or we overwhelm them. But that process of you know commit to having a paid advertising strategy and it's never been cheaper for you to do it now and it's never been easy for you to focus on the people that just live in your area also yeah, yeah. too true man too true um you've got all these different different strategies happening we're paying for people to become our little tribe of people who have started to know like and trust you but as we always talk about that buyer's cycle that buyer's journey having someone to go from not knowing you exist to then calling up and making an appointment may take months mm. You know, I mean, Alan did tell the story as someone was on his list for 18 months, I think he said, yes, before they called up and said, I want to be a, I want to be a client. I want to have coaching with you. Yep. Some people just take a long time. The immediacy of their problem may not be big enough mm. for them to take action. But if they know, like, and trust you over time, they go, Dan, this guy knows what he's talking about. He seems like a nice, likable guy. He seems to have great knowledge. He delivers it well. I reckon it'd be pretty cool to be his patient. Yeah. I'm going to go in and see him. Great. And then perhaps one just to wind and finish this up, and this has been, uh, you know, a drum that we've been beating for a long time. As opposed to me opening up a chiropractic office that said, you know what, from the womb to the tomb, mm. if anyone's got a spine, we're the place for you. I, I would be getting really tight and focused with what I'm doing, you know. And, and I think if, I, if you're a chiropractor, and we have lots of chiropractors that listen to this, you know, things like posture, you know, where the po like, and it's, Posture is such an easily digestible topic. And it's a window into anything. Yeah, everything. it can lead into, you know, I'm going to become the posture gal. Now, that's what I'm about there too. Or maybe I was going to focus on, you know, elite level athletes, headaches, um, you know, low force kids. And I would have a consistent message each time that that's what I'm doing. Mm. That's how we go about it. And to build that authority, you know, if I was a naturopath, then, you know, right now, you know, I'd be really focusing on things like the gut and what goes on there. That world is just opening up mm -hmm. as we're finding more about gut health. And, you know, it, once upon a time, gluten-free used to be for the freaks. Uh, now, you don't go out to a restaurant without it being all part of this. This has become part of the, the lexicon. Mm -hmm. You know, position yourself, put a flag in the ground that says, I'm the expert on this. And the way you become an expert on it is by consistently showing up and delivering cool and helpful content around one topic. And, and on that, it too, because this is what freaks, freaks people out, look, I just want to deal with more than just digestive problems. Once you've got the digestive problems nailed, in terms of you've built that audience and authority and expertise, then you can get into another. But I'm, I'm telling you, at least for the first 12 months, mm. just put information out about that as well. So any final things that you'd want to add? 
just coming back to that practice multiplier number one just be great yeah get that nail first yeah you know don't fill up a, a bucket with with holes in it uh, make sure your bucket is secure uh, implement these strategies these uh, ideas we've gone through and you know gangbusters too yeah. and if you're paralyzed by what is great previous episodes in the maybe in the mid 50s we had a whole episode around there about being great we've got a checklist questions to ask you know if you answer yes or no to these it helps to guide you to where you would go because we don't want to be paralyzed by mm. using that as you know oh, i'm not good enough yet i'm not good enough yet i'm not good enough yet you do need to be great but you don't also don't want to be paralyzed by it as well so good third awesome. beanie has performed incredibly Ooh, well toasty so until next time gang if you haven't already liked and subscribed to the marketing your podcast uh, practice past podcast there's too many like letters there <laughs> if you haven't already subscribed to the podcast we'd really appreciate it if you jump on yeah. over to iTunes Stitcher uh, Spotify Spotify as well leave your thoughts give us a star rating um, mm. that's it until next time keep saving lives thanks for all that you do over and out bye you've been listening to the marketing your practice podcast where we help natural health practitioners and wellness experts build profitable predictable and enjoyable practices for more information, please visit www.adiomedia.com.